commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From Nemzord, level 1313, I'm Grex Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your Star Wars newscast for the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your segment rundown for July 10th, 2019, Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, Daisy Ridley tells USA Today that the mystery of Ray's parents will be explored and possibly answered in episode 9. Now for your host, Ben, Grant, and Adam to discuss. Excellent. Thank nice. you, Grant. Uh, Grex. Uh, Grant, what do you think about uh, this new uh, information? It's, it's, I mean, this is near confirmation, right? Yeah, this is a, this is a, a good save on that one. But uh, <laughs> what well, do you mean? It's ruined. <laughs> Grex and me are very different people. Mm-hmm. Very yes, different lives. You don't even look alike. Um, I know. So Daisy did say to, in with USA Today, an interview, she said... Uh, JJ, JJ did say the an- the question is answered. So at the end of the film, you do know what the dealio is. And those are her words. So we're just, nice. Yeah. Reframing what she said here. Um, those are her words. You'll know the dealio at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's kind of vague, but I mean, d- d- will kind we of know casually who the spoilery. Are? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, it's spoiler to a point other than like, you better, right? Yeah. Like, you have to at this point. Even if the answer is just confirmation of what we got in The Last Jedi. We need that because yeah. I I keep finding it weird how much the, the internet reacted to, well, now there's no more mystery. We know who Ray's parents are. I'm like, it's a Sith yeah. talking, which means we shouldn't believe anything coming out of his yeah. mouth. And very point. cryptic words. And then, yeah. I mean, also with that mirror tunnel, mm-hmm. dark side cave thing, you, you see outlines like that you mm-hmm. can't tease us that much and not actually yeah, no. give it, even if like. Grant said, um, if, even if it's confirmation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, there. so not nobody yeah. shocking to me. There's a little bit of a backlash going on because some people are satisfied with the answer they got in The Last Jedi. Like, I love that. Uh, the answer. junk traders. Um, yeah. Just dying in a pauper's grave. That people love that she came from nowhere and she doesn't have to be super connected to some lineage to be a hero. Yeah. You know what I mean, that's kind of that, fun. To me, that's like that. always been my favorite answer to that question, to be honest. And, and I get other ones, and I'll be satisfied if it's something else, I'm sure. But, I still, even though it's my favorite answer, I need confirmation that's actually what's happening. Because yeah. I don't, I, I put it at 50 50 at this point coming out of Ray, uh, Kylo's mouth, also being affected by Snoke's mind mm-hmm. meld or mind control right. thing. Yeah. Just, it's, also, it's also ammunition. I mean, if he lied in The Last Jedi, the truth might be something he can use maybe during a big fight. I, Daisy also said in this very mm-hmm. same interview that in the Vanity Fair piece, we do see a shot of Kylo and Ray fighting, and that there's a very big yeah. lightsaber fight in the film between the two of them. And if she comes out on the winning end of that fight, I can see him using that truth as ammunition at the end of the fight or something like that just yeah. to, to, to give her the real answer. It's yeah, going to change the story as a sort of device. Oh, you know what? That's actually really fun to do that in a third movie as opposed to yeah. second because it would mirror, right, uh, Empire, right? Yeah. Where I, you know, I didn't tell you, instead of like, instead of Obi-Wan didn't tell you the truth about your parents, he's backed into a corner. He's like, I didn't yeah. tell you the truth about your parents. And yeah. it just mirrors that in a fun way. And we know how much J.J. likes to mirror the older films. Maybe, right. maybe he killed her parents. I mean, we don't know the ages mm-hmm. of who was at that school. Maybe her parents were a couple of students at the school that were of a certain age. And right, you know. See, that's a thought I had very early on when I first saw The Force Awakens. Um, I was wondering why Kylo split from the school and why he left with this band of warriors and why the band of war- why the band of Jedi in training would even follow Kylo in the first place. Right. And I was thinking maybe it was something Luke did in his teaching, where maybe someone, did, maybe one of his students did get. 
you know, pregnant or there was a love between two students and Luke didn't know how to handle that situation. And then right. it kind of sowed yeah. d- disease with the, amongst all Oh, the that's students. true. Like maybe we're going to get the real crux of why it went all wrong. Like yeah. it went yeah. all wrong and maybe it has something to do with that pregnancy. Yeah, maybe, that would yeah. be interesting. And I do like the idea, weirdly, of of Luke dropping her off yeah. on Jakku. I kind of buy that with how broken Luke was after the temple and him just being mm-hmm. like, I don't know, a desert planner was good enough for me. I just need to get the F out of here and throw her somewhere she's not going to be. And maybe yeah. he had a deal with Unker Plutt that he was going to hand him off, hand her off to someone. But I kind of buy Luke in his really broken manner, actually just throwing her on a, on a planet. Yeah. And then that creates like a similar thing. I keep going back to JJ stealing from earlier films, but it kind of goes back to um, Luke's anger at ghost Obi-Wan about lying who his father was. Right. Yeah. So she could be working through her anger of like, you yeah. abandoned me on this planet and him trying to explain to her it was for your own good and try to like reconnect yeah. in that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, that would be a little bit rehashy, like literal rehashy of what already happened in the original yeah. trilogy. But, um, but yeah, it could be something they could do. Yeah, they could flip it. Yeah, do something interesting there. Yeah, um, yeah. I just had sort of images like maybe of like Han Solo and Luke Skywalker conspiring to do mm. this, mm-hmm. and be like maybe he helped out with that, and yeah. because he does look like the you know cat that ate the canary when they're rolling up on um, Taco Donna and she's like, I've never seen this much green in my life. And yep. he like, he has an instant affinity for this girl. Yeah. Maybe he yeah. just sees a lot of himself in her. But um, I mean, yeah, Harrison Ford played that yeah. part perfectly because it could be interpreted in so many ways. Right. So whatever the answer is, it makes sense why he reacted that way in that scene, right. which is one yeah. of my favorite scenes because at this point it's still unclear what he was doing. And then after this movie, it'll be perfectly clear what that reaction was. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so, any other um, ideas or, or? Yeah, I, just, I love. Like, I love the idea that either this is a kind of a repeat situation of the the kind of uh, immaculate conce- conception child of the force oh. chosen one thing, but Luke mm. just doesn't know what to do with that oh, character, that's, and that's mm. kind of an interesting. That I love would be that cool. idea. Yeah. 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 I like yeah. So it was like one someone there was yeah. One of his students got right. One of his students could have walked by the forest tree one day and got pregnant or something like that. Yeah, and, you know something weird could have happened and he just doesn't know yeah. how to handle that situation. That right. brings back the chosen one prophecy, right? Because yeah. it's always been weird to me that if Anakin's truly the prophecy, that the prophecy is saying there's a, a virgins in the force. Yeah, and that virgins comes from two Sith tinkering in a lab right it's not really a virgin is it yeah. so this again i always like you know yoda prophecy misread perhaps right like right. that that again we've had this discussion of like is is she really the chosen one and and the skywalker line was there to bring this this chosen one into kind of right and it's like really it was up to luke to sort of shepherd that and figure mm-hmm. it out mm-hmm. and i really like that it's you know because like the original trilogy it's just too close it on in the timeline to the sequel trilogy where yeah. to just like redo the oedipus story again where it's yeah. like oh i need to hide you from your parents or from yeah. kylo ren or whatever um you know from the evil that's out there but the virgins thing calling back on anakin's beginnings yeah. that would be really yeah. cool and it it makes it feel like a nine uh you know the last movie in a nine series of nine, of nine yeah. movies right because you're now dealing with what was presented or introduced in the first movie, which is episode one, if you're doing right. it in, in episode or so it makes right. sense to go back to the prophecy. And then you could kind of show what balance is and um, and and have it pay yeah. off where it's like it feels like it was sort of a neglected concept before. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to sell my own thing here, but mm-hmm. if you're trying to if you're trying to build this as a nine movie saga, mm-hmm. 
how do you introduce a prophecy in movie one and <laughs> right. have it pay off in movie three? Right. Right. Doesn't a prophecy have to fill up, play off at the end? Right. Don't you have to have a prophecy? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think you could kind of say it paid off in movie six. Right. Because I mean, I, yeah, I you're right. Sort of yes. argue six. where like, yes. that's no, where he, you're right. Yeah. I misspoke. Yeah. Toppled the emperor. But right. like if you're going to yes. bring the emperor back and yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's got to pay off in movie nine or yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I just don't know if balance is something you can achieve for uh, yeah. any period of time because it seems like what these movies are establishing is that the dark is is permanent. Like you just yeah. have to deal with the, the dark. I mean, it's always going to come back, right? Where yeah. like the flame is going to be a shadow no matter what throughout time. But um, yeah, I just feel like uh, I feel like Ray's parents, um, uh, if anything, have to be tied to. Uh, the original films and the prequels in yeah. some way that mm. it will connect her to everything. But at the same time, they shouldn't be these domineering characters that are like these, you know, heroes of legend. Like I would rather them be nobodies, honestly. Like I'm yeah. right mm-hmm. there with most of the people, but I feel like um, Wedge. Wedge there, there's had to be some kind of connective tissue and I'm not looking yeah. for connective tissue that's, you know, overshadows all the other characters, just connective mm-hmm. tissue that makes sense. Yeah. That's it, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I'm sure JJ's a very good storyteller. I'm sure it's going to make sense. Yeah. yeah. Like, nobody wants the, uh, like, connection to Obi-Wan and Satine, but a lot of yeah. people have been theorizing about that. But um, I was reading from another point of view the other day. Yeah. And it was talking about when one of the stories, I forget, uh, it wasn't Master and Apprentice. It was a different one with Obi-Wan first arriving on Tatooine and talking about his experience there. Mm-hmm. And he said he would, um, you know, um, put a notch down for every day that he's on Tatooine. Yeah. When he first got there. Who else yeah. do we know that's been... Putting notches and you know on the wall. Yeah, Luke right? for every day. No, uh, Ray. Oh, in Ray, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm she sorry. She tallies Anna. every day that she's on. Jack did Kid. Luke have marks in his hut? No, he didn't. Did he? No. You're right. No, it was. And her in that and same short story, and I'm. It will be retcon that he did. I doubt there's this level of synergy going on, but in that same short story, it also talks about how Obi Wan said he'd be there to guide Luke every step of step of the way through his life. Yeah. And in a way, I think Ray was guiding Luke in the Last Jedi, and I mean. To have that connection, mm. it would just make sense. With that. you know, the short story just affirms that sort of yeah. connection to Obi Wan. Um, oh, that is kind of beautiful, and, right? <laughs> to have to have her be like the reincarnation of Obi Wan, or like a, an yes, ancestor, yeah. and then have Obi Wan still teaching. Oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Still teaching Luke <laughs> yeah, up yeah. until when so he dies. Is, like that's yeah. kind of amazing. I'm give you even more affirmation yeah. that she could have a connection to Obi Wan, which is that in the on Josh Hor- Horowitz's Happy Sad Confused podcast. Uh, he just, I, and I mean, I just did this research like a day ago before the podcast. I was like, oh, I got to just figure out what's going on around the Star Wars buzz. What's the news? Yeah. And uh, in that podcast, Daisy was, he interviewed Daisy and she said, uh, she's not doing her exact British accent. She's doing a more rounded take on the, her hmm. accent. It's not her accent. It's a yeah. different accent. She right. does sound a little different when you, when you hear her. But why? Interviews. Yeah. But well, why? Like, why have that? Why have that direction? Easy. I mean, easy. this. Easy, low-hanging fruit answer is that, like, it's Star Wars, it's not England. And it's, like, they all sort of have this just, like, this regality to that to that accent, and it's, like... But I would say Obi-Wan's accent's a bit rounded. It, it very oh, much. absolutely. Very much. I mean, but, I mean, so is Tarkin and... And then his lines yeah. in A New Hope, you know, his line in A New Hope, uh, strike me down, I'll, I'll come back, you know, stronger than you possibly imagine, like... Yeah. Is Ray not mm. stronger than we could have possibly imagined yeah. for yeah. any okay. character? All right, I rest my case. I'm done. I like your done. case. I, I <laughs> your case. think. What are, you, what are your thoughts, Ben? You got anything? I think you and I were kind of going, I think you and I were kind of trading off a little bit there. Like we were, I think, going back and forth. I think we kind of come to, came to a consensus a little bit. That's very generous I, of you. No, I think I, you both have very good ideas. Those are fantastic ideas. I honestly haven't given it any thought. I saw the headline that said, you know, um, 
Ray, you know, a new interview with Daisy Ridley confirms retcon of um, yeah, of I mean, Ray's parentage. And that's the like, politically charged title. Yeah, I, title yeah that. that's, the, exactly. that's the clickbaity <laughs> yeah. version. Right. And I, you then, know. Which instantly made me not click on yeah. it. And then yeah. I, and I, and I, I just the have it. I'm like, I don't know. Either we will or we won't, man. You know, yeah. but... I mean, um, what I'll say is, I think I think JJ and Ryan have done a masterful job because we've come up on just on our own uh, two or three <laughs> versions that I would be very happy with, like very yeah. happy with any of those. And I'm I know I ultimately would be happy with whatever direction JJ goes. So it's so much fun to be able to speculate without me personally putting any weight on our speculation mm-hmm. of like just knowing like I I'm so much fun just figuring out is this what it's going to be, yeah. and then if I'm right. I can do a little dance and be like, I'm so smart. And if I'm wrong, I'll be like, I'm so dumb because that's so much better than anything I could right. have thought of. And so obvious, just this conversation alone, like just thinking about the fact that it could be that, you know, the pregnancy that was the crux of breaking the school. Cause we don't know. It's like, yeah. I, I haven't thought about that at Never, all. Before yeah, we're yeah, like, is yeah. it Qui-Gon's daughter? Is <laughs> but, it? But also, is it? Cause <laughs> I watched that too. Daughter? Like this was I'm like in. how, I'm like, listening. I feel like that's, I mean, and we're yeah. rigorously thinking about yeah. this week to week <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, but then it was like, oh no, this other thing exists that makes so much more sense. I mean, there's probably 10 other things we're not thinking of. That, that's the that's thing. So we literally do a weekly podcast where we talk about this stuff and I have no yeah. doubt the answer is going to be like something we didn't think of. Yeah, something <laughs> that works perfectly will be like, yeah, we do a weekly podcast and none of us came up with that. We need to quit immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, never. I, I'm having too much fun. <laughs> that was like when Ryan said he thought of every possible uh, uh, identity for Snoke that you could think of. And I was like, there are no, a hundred I don't think so. Of, I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. And you chose that one? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, we're all suddenly turning on Last Jedi. No, it's going to Yeah. It's great film. It's my top five. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know me, it's top two or three all, all the right. time, but. Yeah, no, it, it's a wild ride. And I just love that it'll probably continue to be. Like once nine comes out, yeah. everyone's going to think about it entirely differently. I and think it's so. not, I have a, you know, it's probably going to create even more like con- controversy, you know, for a while. I have a feeling nine's going to number three for me. Like it's going oh, wow. to go like, to three. I'm already thinking yeah. it's going to top the list. We'll need to, uh, we'll need to put in some bets. And we, we were having bets for a while and it kind of, not much has been going on for us to do bets, but I think pretty near episode nine, we're going to have to bring back a large, I'm going to create a bet board yeah, for us. Bet board. <laughs> and then we're going to put some stuff down. And I think one of them might be like, where do you think it's going to land in your, in yeah. your list? And I like that. And then we'll have to verify that a few months after. Right. Mm. Cool. We're also, and I'm doing like a behind the scenes, we're also doing a draft. Oh, yes, the draft. I have it in my brain. Okay. It's going to happen. Okay. Well, what's the draft? What are we drafting again? I forget. Uh, I have to still figure out the exact mold, but we'll be drafting things like who's your Jedi apprentice, who's your who's your bad guy, oh, like who's that. your Sith apprentice, who's your rogue pilot, who's your bounty hunter. Oh, right. Like, I think what I'm going to do is, I think we're going to do it from a... Um, a favorites? From a favorite, but yeah. no more of a, and, and I'm going to steal this a bit from the James Bonding podcast who have done multiple drafts of James Bonds. And I think mm. it lays over what we want to do, which mm-hmm. is where they're going to end up, where you're basically creating your own Star Wars movie. Oh, I love it. So and like, by so assembling pre existing characters. Pre-existing characters and, mm. then, and then we have to leave. And then once they, what they do is you finish it up and then you come up with the title and like a three line description of what the movie is. Oh, that's going to that. be what our draft is going to uh, be. I love that. Oh, I love yeah. it. That's so like again, a, shout out to James Bonding which is an amazing podcast and we're totally stealing what they're doing yeah. but it's because it's what happens they've, when you do they've done things. it amazingly and so I just we're kind of fan casting our own yeah. comic movie book yeah. whatever and uh, we'll come. I'll come up with the draft categories and all the characters that can be cho- chosen and we'll put them together and then we're gonna have to bring someone in as the uh, as the uh, is it arrow locked 
Or is it like anyone alive or dead of all time? I think, so the way they do it on James Bonding is... It's not airlocked, which makes it really interesting. But then okay. you have to kind of tell the story of like how do all I'm these things fit together. Right gonna... Oh, but you do have to, to drive them together with yeah. something other than time travel. I'm well, calling... you can just you can just believe that it, it all kind of coexists. But I'm okay. calling this right now. I'm going to cast for episode ten. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> all right, I'm going to pick all my picks are going to be oh, for uh, sequel trilogy. Yeah. So spec I I think we'll do this uh, late August as as most uh, fancy football drafts happen. I think we'll have oh, a special that, episode. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Now we got first. I just made myself. Wait, we fixed you. Yeah, <laughs> we should just pick droids now because we know all of them. I know. Yeah, that's a good thing about droids. Again, Dio's gonna be on there. Okay, well, it has to be. Hmm. We no one may select Who gets him. R two. <laughs> right, it's about to get real right now. R two is up. That's right. Also, not to give you work to do, Ben. Feel free to edit all of this out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's so funny. He, no, he like could be draft. a uh, R two. Could be your like he he's he's a candidate for first round draft pick. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Yeah, we'll do droids first, so it's easy. So we know. What we're I doing. think no, we should be able to pick whatever you want. Oh, right. you, have you can to, fill you have in to the slot category. all the categories. Oh, exactly. Anyone oh, yeah. you want first. Yep, it's it's, it's like strategy. a football draft. Their strategy. Right? You take a quarterback. You take a yeah. wide receiver. You take a running back. We're gonna have to bring someone in to be the uh, the uh, the commissioner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll see if Carly may may take she, that role. She'd be a good. Commissioner. And then if it, it we can do it with three of us, I think it works better if we have more. So we might want to think we can get some friends on. All right. Or someone. We'll think about it. But listeners, it's coming. I've right, made cool. this promise on air, though nice. this may be edited out. You know, you never hear this. Yeah, we'll bring in some nerds. Let's bring in some ringers. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, good enough. Come to Crystal Comics Excellent. This is the segment where we talk about the comics that came out this week. Um, as Grex mentioned, we're recording this on Wednesday the tenth, so this is New Comic Book Day. Unfortunately, we're taping it a little earlier in the day, so we're not going to cover what came out today. Uh, but we are backed up. We have two weeks of comics to talk about. So we're going to talk about Galaxy's Edge number three, Age of Rebellion, Darth Vader, Target Vader, and the new Age of Resistance, Finn. So we got lots to talk about. Um, let's start with Galaxy's Edge three. Uh, Honor Among Thieves by Sax, Sliney, Sanchez Alamara, and Lanham. Uh, so here's my quick recap. Let's All see if right. I got this down. Um, on Black Spire Outpost, the Outlaws, Remix, Kendo, and Wooer uh, have a plan that's beginning to come into focus as they attempt to hire Hondo to smuggle a relic off-world. Uh, as Hondo sells his skills, we're treated to a tale uh, set during the end of the or the early stages of the Galactic Empire. It takes place on Jedha or Jedha. Every time Jedha? I can't send Jedha. Jedha. So close. Jedha. All yeah. right, I'm going to start over again. I'm just kidding. Uh, set on <laughs> Jedha as he and Doc Ondor team up to steal an artifact. All Hondo. this plus double and triple crosses and guest stars galore. Yes. This was the longest summary I had because there's a lot that happens in this episode. Yeah. It's hard to write a, a, a good summary. Um, lots to talk about. Do you want to hit on some of the... Who are the guest stars? Do you want to talk about the guest stars that come in? I think I counted well, we three. Well, we did our big introduction of Hondo and Naka, who's a yeah. major centerpiece yep. to the Galaxy's Edge experience. And so we're finally in the comics now. Yeah. Which is great. Yep. We are. We now... They are... This is probably of all of the episodes or, or issues of Galaxy's Edge is the one that probably sets up the theme park the most. Yeah, we get Doc. I mean, we get uh, Hondo showing up. We get uh, the Oga's Cantina, yeah, really beautiful kind of reference, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. along with Oga's Cantina here. Another guest star, one that I'm probably the most excited about of all the guest stars in this issue, which is Rex the DJ. Yep, 
Explain to me again who this character is, because I don't. Oh. I know he's. I know it's a big deal that Happily. Rex is there. Rex was the uh, the driver on the Star Tours ride. Oh, right. Voiced by Paul Rubens. Yep. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> oh my God. Who came back to do more vocals? No. In Galaxy's Edge, because if you Weeks. go to, oh my gosh, if you go to Oga's Cantina. Re- uh, Rex is, is now the DJ. He's spinning getting... records or whatever, spinning data files. Sweet Star Tours, both Disneyland and Disney World. I don't. That's the or good question. MGM, where is, is Star Tours? Oh, Star Tours was at Disneyland and Disney, and Disney World, World Resort. So yeah. in Disney World, it was originally in MGM Studios, which then became Hollywood Studios after they lost their deal right. with MGM. Still in the same place. Still played. Um, no longer piloted by Rex. I think it's piloted by C-3PO and R2-D2 when you go to that tour. They updated it over wow. a few years. In Disneyland, it's in Tomorrowland, which makes no sense because Star Wars does not take place in Tomorrow. It takes place in a galaxy far, far away and a long time ago. Which Correct. I would be angry and yelling at the sky when I was in there. This makes so much more sense. I thought he was in a comic or it was some weird mm-hmm. like book or something that I'd never read. This makes a lot more sense. So they're like... This explains like, why Adam was so excited. Yes, because <laughs> Adam is our on. resident Disney expert, and uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's even like a canon story for why Rex ended up on Batu. Where was I that think, story? Uh, Matt Martin of the Story Group wrote something. I, I believe it'll be at the park, some kind of oh, okay. record or something like that. You will read sure. it, but it, it, it'll explain how he got there. How he got there from where it started. Soon to be a standalone comic. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure we'll a one shot. I hope we get a one shot annual of Galaxy's Edge. That's all about Rex. Like I hope great. we get an ongoing series, to be honest. That'd be fun. And, <laughs> okay, that's everyone that's needs to No, 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 no. Because don't... How many dimensions take a deep breath that here. character? Don't forget, this is my idea for the new Star Wars show on Disney+, Plus, right? Which is... Oh, yeah. The, kind the of... Doc Ondor. Oh, there you go. It's a narrative device. He can remix episodes. He can yeah. play different... Oh, okay, okay. We, we, have, we have diverged. No, okay. okay I see what happened there. <laughs> I am not arguing for an ongoing series of Rex. I'm uh, I'm arguing for an ongoing series of Galaxy's Edge, yes, yes. Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities. I had a name for it like four weeks ago. Doc Ondor's Den of Delightful. Oh, I lost it. There's yeah, a lot of alliteration yeah, going on. Great one, yeah, yeah. Go back four episodes. I was brilliant. But we learned a lot about <laughs> Doc Ondor in this comic, which was surprising. We learned about what he kind of uh, yeah. valued as a child, which is this mm-hmm. specific statue from Jedha that was carved out of Kyber, I believe. Yes. Out, out yeah. of Kyber. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And it had to be carved with lightsabers. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah, so it's, a, super it's an antique cool. that he specifically holds dear. Right. And, and uh, that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. So it something that calls but, back uh, to his early childhood, which we don't need to get into all that, but. Yeah, that's right. We did get a little backstory on what motivates um, Doc Ondar's whole deal there. And it was fun to see Jedha again, especially in its, not necessarily its glory, but before it was clearly taken over by the Empire. Mm -hmm. And when we are first introduced to Jedha and um, Hondo tranquilizes one of the Guardians of the Wills, I'm sitting there thinking in my mind... This is a lost opportunity. We're in yeah. Jedha. It's yeah. before this. Why aren't we getting uh, Baze or Chirrut in there? And here we go. And then five pages later. <laughs> no Baze, but Chirrut. Chirrut. Yeah. No Baze. Chirrut. Yeah. Lots of Chirrut in this issue, which is really, really fun. And yeah. you finally get to see, you get more context about what the Guardians of the Will, you know, who they are and what they did, what they were, what their duties were. And it seems like they were just guarding artifacts that were within these temples on Jedha, which is... Which is what you would have, would have thought with that name, right. Guardian, Guardian of the Guardian Will. Guardian of the Wills. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, very cool. I always thought like this, I was like, okay, this comic is just going to be a blatant advertisement, you know, just like product advertisement, product placement for the new park. Um, And I did not have high hopes for it. But now, like when this comes out, I'm really excited about it because of the way that, I mean, they do, they call back, they give the backstories on these antiquities. Yeah, yeah. Things and like these characters are interesting, and you know the fact that Doc Ondar has his own lightsaber. Every anytime I see an Athorian with a lightsaber, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I already put issue two in like hard plastic because yeah. I love it. It's a cross era story mm-hmm. with yeah. Greedo. It's it's fantastic. They're yeah. weaving in characters from the shows, movies, comics in a way that are really thoughtful. That makes me feel like this is yeah. an inter woven galaxy that sometimes yeah. I kind of lose that. Um, and that really works at the very end um, when we are introduced to Dr. Afra. So apparently we're going to get a Hondo Dr. Afra story at crossover. some point. Crossover. Which, That's, yeah. This is all I can ask for. Do, do we know if there is someone, if there's a Dr. Afra at the park? Is there a I, We don't because... Performer? We don't. I don't think we do because I think they're keeping pretty tight-lipped what happens to her after the uh, Civil War era, right? Because every right. comic we've ever seen her in is Civil War, and, and the way they introduce her here is a long time ago when they, when we see her. So I think we're to That's assume right. it is during the Civil War, or at least shortly after. So I don't know if we know where Afra is in the prequel or the uh, uh, sequel trilogy. Right. So she must be an older lady, right? They don't show much of her in that panel. Oh, no, no they do. but it's but no, she a, looks like but says like a long time ago. So I think what they're uh, getting at is that it's probably during her comic oh, run at some point. Oh, I see. Because Triple Zero is there with her as well. So so maybe she's an older lady. You think now? Are we going to see? Maybe she's a professor in her autumn. Yeah, Professor Afra. Yeah, maybe I. You know the way they dealt with rebel stuff in Rogue One, which we had a bit of a text back and forth way back when. Is I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Doctor Afra shuffling along somewhere in the background Mm. of Episode Nine, just like a little like Easter egg for people of like. That yeah. would that would make the movie for me. I will lose my ass if that happens. Yeah, I mean, we did. I did a poll back in the, in the Twitter uh, back a couple months uh, where I said, "Do you what do you want to see next as a live action series, movie, blah blah blah?" And Doctor Afra got a lot of votes. And yeah. And if we had you know a female director tied to a female lead, I mean, that would be a yeah. huge. That'd be a huge step for Lucasfilm because there's been a lot of male directors. Yeah. It'd be fun to get a new perspective. In, it's on Star it's a great character. I've mentioned before, it is my favorite character in the comics because it's wholly new and different and we don't know what her fate is. And maybe she dies four years after the Galactic Civil War. Maybe she's still walking around. And I love the fact that they could pull that trigger, proverbial trigger, at any time and kill her off, which would be an amazingly depressing thing. And you could do a movie or live action where that's always there. Like Because if you do a live action of any of the characters we know... That was my issue with the prequels. It's always like, well, obviously you can't kill off Yoda or Obi-Wan or Anakin because they have to make it through. It has to be like the last crusade though, right? It has to be mm-hmm. the holy grail artifact of yes. the galaxy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah her that's, like, that's her movie, right? They could do a yeah. live action series and it could be much yeah. like this comic, but if they go into do a movie, it has to be, or at least the third one. I'm rooting for her though. I mean, she's an anti-hero, but like, and she makes a lot of bad decisions and she hurts she, a lot of people, but like, She's always on the path towards redemption yes. and gets waylaid, which I, seems to be a f- common aspect of the galaxy. Absolutely. That's why I picture it. If she's in episode nine, she's wandering around the resistance base or whatever. Like she is yeah. clearly at that point on the side of the angels. I feel oh, like yeah. it is a long redemption story for her. Right. Yeah. 
And it is. I mean, it was messy in the beginning. The rebellion did some some dastardly work just yeah. to get started in the beginning. I mean, it was messy. Yeah, and she saw all that. She was right. privy to all there that kind Harris of insider. Yeah, 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 a lot of watching, yeah. cold-blooded killing and things like that that just needed that. Like in Cassian's case and things like that. I mean, yeah. the rebellions wasn't as heroic as it is now at the beginning. You know, so yep. she saw all that, and so she has a super interesting development. She does. Yeah. Anyways, it'll be um, interesting to see. I, I mean, if you had given me a thousand chances, I don't think I would have guessed Dr. Afra as far as like who they'd be tying into the story. No, me either. I mean, and, it makes a lot of sense because she's an archaeologist. Yeah. And like, and yeah. Like, like, so if you gave me 10 chances, I probably would miss it. No. But um, still really cool that they're adding her in. And, and, mm-hmm. and so clearly, I mean, that's sort of how the episode ends. And they're setting that up. We're going to get some Afra in the next episode, in the next uh issue they're also doing a really good job of of synergy 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 synergy, synergy. but they're doing it subtly of not <laughs> shoving stuff down. the rex thing i laugh at because that is about as close to shoving it down your throat as they can with this with right. this thing it was just a needless panel of rex in the <laughs> but, middle of like a story it, that had I nothing to do it. with rex. i needed it too it worked but it worked <laughs> on a very small number of people who are reading this but i feel like what they're doing is making you understand why black spire outpost is a place you want to go to cuz clearly a lot of people have come through this area okay. like okay. they're doing it in a way that makes you like want to be there in a way that's not like we you want to be there cuz it's there's fun rides and this but because it's the place to be in the galaxy for some reason like a lot of people right. come here so mm-hmm. i think it's kind of a neat way to do that yeah. so i read this a couple of weeks back when it came out but um do we know what happened to the sith artifact at the end of episode, of issue two, I don't. We it's don't. been a while. Still, I, it's yeah, going to be one of these mystery. ones. I I've talked about this before. I read so many comics that for me to have a memory month to month yeah, doesn't happen. True. I'm so reliant <laughs> on the one paragraph description of what happened that if it's not in there, I forget. You're right because we jump to this sword now at the end of exactly. This issue. Yeah. So the last and, issue ended with a Sith a Sith relic that was yeah. evolved, an actual physical sword, yeah, not exactly. a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Right. When this wraps up after episode five. What I do with a lot of them is I'll go back, sit down in one yeah. sitting and read through all five to kind of solidify right. the yeah, story. The but thing. I'm guessing it's going to come back around at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I want to move on to the second Let's one. Let's do yes. it. All right. Next up is Age of Rebellion, Darth Vader in To the Letter uh, <laughs> by Back Box, um, Petro, uh, Lanham, and the Dodsons. Uh, this is a real short one. Now, the Emperor teaches Vader a lesson. The seeds of instruction for bureaucracy lies in their own slavish rules. Jeez, you really got right, cut right the score of that. That was that was incredibly beautiful prose. Can you read yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it won't take long. The emperor, the emperor teaches Vader a lesson. The seeds of destruction for bureaucracy lies in their own slavish rules. Yeah, I would say it's in its own slavish. Yeah, rules. that's beautiful. I mean, that's, that's, that encapsulates what I read here. So yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I uh, I love this comic. It was great. I mean, I, I guess it's now after like two runs through Vader, um, two different comics, which I, I love to death. This oh, three really because we had um, uh, Dark Visions as well, um, which was interesting, you know. But like that was a little yeah. weird vignette. This one felt like I don't know. It felt like Vader. It felt like it, it belonged with um, the two other Darth Vader series, um, like in longer form to me and um because he's learning still he's still he's got this love-hate relationship with the emperor yeah. where he's you know he's a slave to him he needs him um I, and then yeah. the, you know the emperor's making him more powerful yeah i do really love when you have an emperor teaching vader a lesson story it's it's yeah. it's fun to watch that um and i'll say about the artwork 
is looks really cool. The artwork mm. reminds me of Macquarie's um, mm. like concept art for Vader. Like it's very Macquarie-ish the way uh, some of the um, straight on, not quite that like alien looking, but they do yeah. some interesting things with his helmet that make it look like, the second I looked at this, I'm like, oh, this is early Vader. This is Vader, you know, straight out of being, you know, monsterfied by, you know, Dr. Frankenstein slash the Emperor. Slash the Emperor, right. Um, but it was it was a lot of classic Vader. Like that, the picture, the full frame there always reminds me of Quarry. It's just, it's just Vader That's it. cutting yeah. people like the, down. Yeah, like the yeah. breathing vent or like snout of his helmet is a bit elongated. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. He's like, he's a little Batman-esque. It's like he mm. comes mm-hmm. in on like a, on a tide. He's, he is the knight sort of thing where his, he's just, he flutters in and flutters out with his cape and you know, just hard angles and just all black. He's an interesting character there. Um, again, this is sort of one of those. So this is the last of the Age of Rebellion um, run that they're doing. Mm-hmm. The last character they're they're highlighting, and um, and once again, the the last panel where they sort of do this sort of bio thing. Yeah. Um, about the the character and the development of the character is fascinating. Um, and yeah, I yeah. Don't know. I thought I thought that was like. Actually, it's hard to like dive any deeper on Darth Vader, and yet yeah. they sort of they did that, and um, and it was great. I think that's part of what happened here is that you know it's really hard when you have a character who's had multiple ongoing series right. to to find something new. And what was new was the lesson. I think the reason why I wrote that up the way it is because when I think back to this, I, so when I do these write ups, I read it and then I tend to just like sit. So nerdy. I tend to sit for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. And then, like, just think about, like, how do I boil this down That's to, like, this? Mm-hmm. And I realize what, what I'm going to take away from this is the lesson. I mean, really just, I almost wanted to write Age of the Rebellion, here's the summary, to the letter. Vader follows something to the letter. Like, like the name <laughs> of it is very much, the, the yeah. name of it, the second it started, and the second the, the second the Emperor jumped in, I'm like, oh, he's going to learn the lesson that if you follow things to the letter, you actually can get to where you are. Mm-hmm. You can, you can follow, find those loopholes, right? And so... I, I really like the lesson. I don't know if I'm going to remember how he learned that lesson from this comic. Because you guys were just... I read this right. this morning. And when you guys were talking about the giant space crab... Yeah, yeah. I completely forgot about the giant space crab. I just remember right. him about like... <laughs> how do you uh, forget the giant space crab? I don't crab? know. Like it's, 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 the lesson's really important. But the journey yeah. to me is a bit unfocused. The way I think I'm going to remember it. Yeah, reading it helped to read the uh, the Atlas of the Galaxy by uh, Jason Fry before reading this comic because mm. it really illustrates how much power the regional governors have of the in the galaxy um, after the the Galactic Empire takes over. Yeah, and the regional governors have a lot of power. Like Tarkin has a lot of power, and uh, yeah. this regional governor in this issue also has a lot of power. And uh, because Vader's not a bureaucrat, Emperor Palpatine is saying, "Hey, you know, let the bureaucrats lead the way," and then. You know, be subservient to them because they're, you know, the carving out all the real estate for my empire, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And then, um, and then you find out that he's palpatine. This is all just a plan from the beginning to breed hatred in Vader and yeah. to breed yeah. anger in Vader. And he's probably done this countless times. By the right. time we've seen yeah. him in the original trilogy, Your hate he is makes probably strong. Yeah, he is probably fueling the hatred focus. from all these political situations with these bureaucrats. So, and this was a great issue to get that started. But I, I did think the ending was a little kind of fantastical. To say the least. I mean, what do you mean? Well, I mean, after the Purgles, the giant space I, I hermit the, crab. That... I gave the Purgles a pass and Rebels because they went into the science behind them and all this kind of cool stuff that they, you know, this this gas, you know, helps them 
travel through hyperspace, all this kind of interesting stuff. Sure. But then to bring in a, uh, you know, a big crab. And and we we already had the Summa Verminoth in Rebel, in right. uh, Solo, that it's yeah. like another giant creature that can live in the vacuum of space. And the is, space whales from Rebels. Yeah, and the, yeah. So it's just a little, it's a little bit of a proliferation with these kind of uh, I mean, space uh, born entities. They're know. clearly doubling down on the fantasy yeah. element of space, right? Of this, like, it feels like a very. Like the science nerd to me always kind of reacts to these like giant monsters in space, but the fantasy person in me is like, I love it. Yes. Like, and so like yeah. I feel like they're definitely doubling down on that. Like, well, a crab makes sense compared to a whale. I'd have to say because yeah. it's it's a hard body. There's a carapace. There's a kind of outer shell. It sure. Makes sense you in a way. Carapace. In a <laughs> yeah. But um. But whale. But the the whales were a bit much. But mm-hmm. um. But this this works to a degree. If I hadn't seen all hurdles. Kind of, if right? I yeah. That's what the whales or space whales are. Called. Yeah. Called yeah. If I had, if I hadn't seen all those creatures in the media prior to this, I probably wouldn't have cared about this crab. But yeah. I, I've just been kind of... Yeah. He's on Exogorth. I mean, Exogorth, if you can have oh, a and, and Va- yeah, yeah, Vader Dark Visions number two, which I exactly. also put in hard plastic after we talked about it because I actually do love that comic now that I yeah. look back. I'm like, this yeah, is incredible. Cool. The illustrations are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, once... I mean, once... Yes, once you introduce a vacuum-breathing species, yeah. which... It's hard it to It kills my soul <laughs> saying breathing. that. Yeah. Why not? Like, like what? Like yeah. to Why me, not? like, right. exactly... Empire Strikes Back introduces a space worm, a space slug. To me, once you do that, it's all fair game. Right. And it's fine. I feel like you get one with every kind of series or iteration. You know what I mean? It's like the Exogorth was the original trilogy. Yep. Right. Now, we have Purgles and Crabs overlapping very close to each other here and it's just like and sumer verminoths it's like come on like there's how many things live in space this makes me so happy to hear space is very big grant (laughs) it's wicked big it's (laughs) wicked big there could be thousands of species that are vacuum breathing massive animals i yield i yield sorry no, you're you're not wrong. I mean, for storytelling, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, to maybe I just spread the last that thing out. I expected in a one-off for Vader was a crab. I mean, to end the story. no, I know it's something epic though. That's what they're going right. with, right? So space is, is is space to Star Wars is what the sea was to uh, sailors in the 1600s, right? Right, like there's unknown. There are monsters right. out there. There's there are things that are going to attack, and I kind of like that. Dragons. It works exactly, and yeah. it works for that from a fantasy standpoint, which is what Star Wars is. It's mythos and myth and fantasy. It's not sci-fi. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it makes sense. Asteroid crab. Yeah, I love that. It makes a lot of sense actually. It'll be like a hermit crab in an asteroid. Yes, I mean, well, it's just really the same thing as what a exogorth is, but a crab form. Yeah, why not? It's tons of sense. Sure. Why not? But I love how they're like, no one goes there. Yeah. It's kind of great. Well, I love Vader in fantastical situations because he is the most sci-fi character in a way because he's like a cyborg in general. He's kind of dealing with the the computer as a kind of theme. I wish they burned a couple more panels of him kicking butt because he like, he just like houses, but it's like, it's left your imagination. It was an interesting use of real estate Yeah, in, in this comic. I noted that as well. And I tend to note the artwork stuff more than the, than the, than the plotting. Um, more of a visual person for that reason. And so I, there were some interesting things I noticed that, you know, might have been, I, you know, I can't imagine what it must be like for Pack and, and before Pack, uh, who's it, Hauser? Hauser. Hauser, yeah, yeah. Hauser yeah. The uh, age of uh, the uh, Republic. Republic, yeah. thank you. Um, the amount of effort to write, what are there, 12 in each of these? Six, I think. No, I think you're two, right. There's I think two, there's eight. There's a, I think there's there's eight. two specials. There's one, one, special, one special. So there's nine. Because there's two for each trilogy, oh. two random ones and a special. So there's nine in each. 
to write nine stories that are completely standalone and focusing and on a different character. I would each give time. him. A, I would give him a ninety-eight percent on what he. Yeah, did. agreed. Like, yeah. I would just say Vader's he, maybe one of them that's a little weaker. That's which all it's say. just a shame it's the last one, but he hit it out of the park yeah. for all of them. And this yeah. for this to be quote unquote a miss. It's not a bad miss. I and, love and, this and, comic. And Ben, yeah. yes, ben you disagree. It. So yeah. one of us loves it out of us. Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. So. Was, so it works. Yeah. I mean, it's a Princess yeah. Leia, Boba, Jabba was amazing. Yeah. I mentioned Leia, Tarkin, really and good. Jabba as yeah. being it's incredible. So good. You cannot miss yeah. these comics. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought Boba and was And I was think... I, and what I'll say about this comic is that I think Lando, he, was, yeah. Lando, Lando was great so too. Lando was great too. I think he did the best he could with writing a characters that that's been overwritten to this point in my right, in right, my opinion right. in the comics. So that's to me that's a praise, I guess. Like yeah, maybe no, it's, it's like, a good it's, contribution it's, to yeah. the pantheon. It was a good counter stories. to um, issue fourteen of Sewell's series where mm. it was. Whereas another regional governor in mm-hmm. Tarkin mm-hmm. going after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hunting Vader. Yeah. And um but in, but in this issue it's a regional governor who's going to meet his doom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Vader. So it's a different it's a counter to the story we just heard. Damn skippy. It yeah, yeah. Makes a lot of sense why they gave him the new the, he, they gave him Star Wars, the the yeah. run to take over the flagship yeah. comic, which came which out. Which I read the today. first issue. Incredible. Yeah. And we'll just cover the, next he week. The yeah. voices. I'm yeah. very excited to read what he has to do with that, what he's gonna yeah. do with that. So and and this cool. did not at all make me less excited I'm yeah so I, I keep excited. saying that greg pack's comics feel like extended or deleted scenes of the original trilogy and they oh. really do it's probably the best compliment i don't that's the I, highest compliment yeah it really get. is i don't know what the behind the scenes are but i wonder i don't know if they knew who was going to take over um for killian but i part of me feels like they gave pack these age of rebellions to write and he wrote like a couple yeah. of them and they're like yeah, yeah. we <laughs> want you because you yeah. get these characters because he's busy writing. for the next <laughs> Four to eight years, right? Which he is because he's writing about ten oh other comics that I absolutely that, love. Behind the scenes, for for listeners, off before we start taping the segment, we talked a bit about the film industry and different experiences with it. I won't go into detail, but to me, writing a comic book seems like being in the comic industry seems like it is the hardest job you can do in the creative industry. Like the amount of just the deadlines and being on, yeah. Yeah. like. It amazes me that these authors write multiple of these a month. To find it would the take voices a month. of the different characters yeah. in one month for in one month. four different runs that you're writing. In, in right. different continuities, yeah. in different storylines. It would take me a year to write something subpar to whatever their worst comic was that year. Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good Vader comic. It's yeah. just, it's not yeah. annual number two, 14, uh, Sewell's 24 and 25. Right. Like right. it's not. I'll remember the lesson. Incredible. I won't remember the journey. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think is where I will leave. It was it. fun to see the different kind of relationship with the regional governor you know now that we talked about an over uh, focused on character let's talk about him again (laughs) yeah that's right have you heard the story of darth vader (laughs) so they just started a new limited series uh target vader and last week target vader number one on the hunt came out brought to you by i need to take a deep breath here thompson lamming balsam menon boyd mosa blee uh, arsenaga calls and klein a lot of people worked on this a lot of people in the coloring do you see that? A lot yeah, of coloring. Yeah, I, I don't know how that right? happens. Yeah. But okay. Some nice coloring. I'm looking at that panel right there. Yeah. It's it's beautifully drawn and yeah. beautifully colored. Um, so I'm going to read you my summary. I apologize in advance. I wrote down a lot of names to read, and I don't do all that, but here I go. Uh, Vader is on the hunt for Hidden Hands for the Hidden Hands Syndicate, uh, who, unbeknownst to him, has hired Valence 
a poacher of bounties uh, who has been given a team, Hana, a female Gamorrean, Urk, a mysterious sniper, Chiofane, an Ardinian slicer, R919, a, dro- a droid and ex-Jedi hunter, and Dengar. Sigh. Everyone's Boy, favorite. Oh, Dengar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's about it. Because it's really just a building the team episode issue. Yeah. I will the say. injury is still in play. I will say it contains my favorite panel of any Star Wars comic <laughs> ever, which is Dengar getting punched Push in the, the face. face. Just like immediately, Val just immediately punches. Him I think Val punches multiple people in the face. I only remember well, Dengar. Actually, Dengar got off easy next to old nineteen ninety nine. There. Yeah. I uh, yeah. literally was in my car reading this earlier today and went yes <laughs> when Dengar got they, they punched in the they're face. Just, they're definitely our our two. Listeners. And like Dengar is just like, well, it must be Tuesday. Like, yeah. No problem. <laughs> just like another job, another punch in the face. He does have a very punchable face. Uh. So. <laughs> Uh, what do you think? So this is interesting because this the the entire conceit of this comic is to bring old EU Valance, which we last saw what two weeks ago, three <sighs> two weeks, weeks ago, ago in, the, in the Legends uh, original, Star Wars original Star Wars 50, kind of no, I can't remember what the number was. It was one something, but it was like it was their a tribute to it was the original a tribute, Star Wars, tribute to bring Star Valance Wars. back. Right. Yeah. And and I remember seeing Valance in the Han Solo Imperial uh, Cadet, but not connecting that that's the same character. Yeah. And so they're trying to bring Valance back into the new extended yeah. universe. Um, how do you think they did with that? Any thoughts? So far, so good. I mean, yeah. he, he seems like a legit, um, you know, you're, you're worried about this guy. You're like, he's got some skills. He cleared out a whole room of bounty hunters. Like, he's... Yep. And know, stuff went bad for him since last time we saw him. He's yeah. got a robot face. He, he feels like sort of dark side Han Solo to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like... Like Logan, where you have to, what are you going to pit yeah. Wolverine against? Like, right. you're going to pit him against oh, the same yeah. thing. That's, and so yeah. you're Balance getting Cyborg to oh, yeah. Cyborg. It's yeah. kind of just leveling the, the, the bar here for both of them. So you're going to get a good fight out of it, which undoubtedly Target Vader will end in a massive confrontation between yeah. Balance and Vader. I, I agree, and I'm looking forward to it. It is a fun character, and I and I am looking forward to how they recanon him. That in terms yeah. of like in this yeah. new EU, I think they'll be able to do some stuff with him that make him a little more of a, give him a little more depth to his character that we were missing a bit from the old EU. I mean, he his could, show, he could show up in the man, the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. He could. Yeah, season, that's true. Season two could be Valance this season. Mm-hmm. Which That'd is, be uh, pretty cool. I would watch that. And I mean, he doesn't age, does he? I mean, he's, a, he's pretty well, much Well, no, he's, he's, got, he's got some well, uh, silver fox yeah, uh, notes I, in his hair. So we yeah. don't know because last time we saw him in the old, uh, old canon, he was brain. fully cyborg. Yeah. He had had like sin flesh around, right. oh. so he just has his brain. So we don't know where he is but, in this progress. Right. The last time in the time, the canon timeline though, we saw him what in Tie Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. What, oh, he was Tie just Fighter? getting dragged off no, to the cybernetics. Yeah. No, it was right? uh, that was Han it was, Solo. It was Legends Star Wars original run. But no, no, he was in Tide Fighter. He was too. in no, he was in Imperial Cadet. Imperial Cadet. Because Han Solo went back to save him, and he would had right. like he was he had some cybernetic implants. Yeah, implants, and we don't know yeah. if that's the extent to him but since I mean, we see him now, or if he's like been more. Era, though. Yeah, I mean that's why he's got those silver streaks. He's he's aging. He should be rather. I mean, but that should be 
Oh, well, here we go. No, so now we're just only in the original trilogy. So he's, this could right. be 10 years later. I feel like... Timeline is so confusing. So he looks like Two-Face, but like instead of a, you know, burnt side of his face, he has a, you know, cybernetic side of his face. Yes. And instead the rest of, a, of him just looks sort yeah. of like, a, you know, as a graying, you know, yeah. early mid-50s man. You just ruined him for me. <laughs> he's 100% cybernetic Two-Face. Yeah, he, he really well, is. I mean, he looks like the Terminator to me. He really like, does. Yeah, oh, man. Terminator. It's Arnold, essentially. So, my question is, did we need this? I can what, only... the series? This character? Yes. I... Well, this is a nostalgia series. Honestly. It is. It's, it's all for... Do we need any of this? I mean, are we going to get yes. existential? We need Dr. Afra. Um... We do need that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't need this. I mean, we don't even need a macho bounty hunter to, to return to the scene here, but... But nonetheless, it's a nostal- It seems like a nostalgia play. It's a beautiful. Yeah. A lot of people have have a lot of sentiment for this yeah. guy. I mean, he's incredible. Right. He, a lot right. of people grew up with the comics, and he was originally known as what the Hunter, right? Before yep. he became balanced, right. before given a name. Yep. We um, need more Dengar. A big N. <laughs> oh, that's right. Just a little more. I'll give you old dirt naps. You want some dirt naps? Line up for dirt naps. And this is the last podcast Adam was on. I'm Ray Winstone, and I'm playing Dengar. <laughs> see what they're doing right now listeners is is using my inability to do voices against me because there's so many things i would say in dengar's voice if i could but i can't well I, I, so i like all the balance stuff i like that he's emerged i i mean i would love to see him in the mandalorian i'd love to see what yeah. a live action version yeah. of the character looks like i am scared that it looks a little bit like the terminator universe it's just a little too close to the terminator universe it's almost yeah. like i don't he does cybernetics like has taken a backseat in the sequel trilogy for the most part aside from Jakku yeah a it little really bit has. I mean we get I mean we get Luke with full robot hand right right um, yeah I, you know what's bumming this me character out character called Darth Vader who you might have heard of that's well no but he's dead in this it is weird that we I mean not to get off on a whole tangent that we didn't haven't gotten any people losing limbs in the in the sequel trilogy but um, hmm. that's a whole other well thing. that's because there's no dread or fearsome <laughs> Or we did see a full body weird back to bag on um, Finn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and then if you count if you count uh, Rogue One in the sequel trilogy, or at least the Disney universe, we do get um, uh, what's his name? Who's just K two S? No, uh, uh, um, I can't remember him or the actor's name. So this is great podcasting. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Rogue One. One. Lies and deception. Oh, uh, Saw Gerrera. Thank you, Saw Gerrera. Uh, it was like really like body horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is body horror. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no more feet. No more feet, yeah. Imagine not having feet. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, back to this comic that we're apparently talking about. Um, what bums me out about him is that they tried really hard to give him the same outfit along with all of the Deadpool pouches that was mm. big in the 1990s comics. Like... It, this is re- triggering 1990s comics in a way that I'm just reminds me how much that bummed me out. Um, His jacket looks like the blue version of Luke's yellow jacket. They it, looks like, it looks like have, Ghost Rider. Yeah, Ghost Rider with Deadpool's pouches, um, which they have toned down his shoulder pads, which is a good start. But I'm like, get, get him out of the thing. Like, just, we don't, we get it. It's Valance. We don't need him looking super like Valance from those comics. I do feel I like think I just lost three listeners. Who well, I do feel like Star Wars. Yeah. Our EU fans are like, no, <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, then you're in luck, and no one's listening to me. So, 
I do feel like Star Wars always tries to capitalize on different genres. Yeah. Like different, yeah. And I feel like the kind of 80s action movie yeah, genre hasn't been hasn't been capitalized on yet. And I feel like this is a kind of attempt to do it. But I say go full dash render and do a live action series. Like sure. why even why no. even tease us with this comic at this point? It's right. like let's yeah. capitalize on it. it yeah. I mean, which so there there is a twist at the end. I don't want to blow it. If you guys do, that's fine. We find out who's really motivating this effort to kill Vader. Who could it possibly be? Who, who would want to the hit hidden her dead? hand? Um, is not a the criminal syndicate. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Maybe this is not so much about Vader. Maybe it's about it is about Valance or it is about Dengar. Or it is about some sort of jumping off point for uh, some other character. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Looks pretty cool though. I love a good ensemble story with an ensemble cast, and um, I do love the minus Dengar. I do love the the group they've pulled together. And oh, Gui the Tenson. <laughs> yeah. Tenson. Well done. Um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to see a female Gamorian in a you know halter top? <laughs> I that was like that was I a can, podcast stopper right three. there. Like that's literally just like dead air. I, I three people and they may be in this room. I yeah. am I am bummed they got rid of RN nineteen. Oh right. So off, right off immediately because as I was oh, yeah, reading yeah. it, I'm like, this is my favorite right, character. Right. It's cool. And then I'm like, oh, that's right. That's, that's right. Valance hates droids. Yeah, and yeah. I flip the page. I'm like, oh, there we go. Oh yes. Yeah. I thought that was a nice touch. It was fun. Um, so we'll see him in yeah. season two, Mandalorian. There you go. I mean, it's a droid, right? It might be IG-88. Yeah. He may have uploaded his consciousness into another body. Right. Or he could be like the mentor for the Mandalorian. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, and, Dengar. And that's I mean, his, um, in, wow, that's his fate. That'd be sort of yeah. like its fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any, any other who? thoughts about uh, Vader? Target Vader. Oh, the places uh, we'll go. Yeah. Good start. Yeah, uh, I can. I kind of know the confrontation is going to occur at the end, but it's a good start. I like it. I hope they keep to this kind of just, just keep it this, just high adrenaline kind of like eight, like great. You said eighties action movie. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. keep it like that. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. I think it's there's always a fun genre that Star Wars can tap into. I want um, zero but, character development. I also want Vader right. and Valance to rip each other to shreds. Yeah, in the final battle. I want to see Vader's yeah. mask gone. Yeah, I want to see Valance all his skin gone. I want to see just this utter right. desperate yeah. fi- finale to it all. It's yeah. like a set of lungs cyborg versus yeah, cyborg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's like oh. one cyborg guy rolls next now to Now I just want to see Valance versus uh, Grievous. <laughs> yeah. You know, make that happen. Be, they could be there. All right. Uh, let's What's next? talk about the last one for today. Um, Age of Resistance, Finn and Infestation. Uh, this is our first of the of their new Age of. And yes. uh, the author we have for all these is Tom Taylor. Uh, so this is brought to you by Taylor uh, Rosanas, uh, Guru EFX, our favorite. Oh, Guru. Yeah, nice. he's back or she's back. Uh, they are back. It's back. And Lanham and Noto. Um, so a lot of people from the uh, Star Wars run coming in on this. Oh, wow. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. So here's my short write-up. Uh, FN2187 is scripted to help take care of an infestation of face-eating purple bat porgs. Scree! <laughs> on Starkiller Base. Things become more complicated when he learns they are a native species. Uh, and we learn that Finn has always been Finn and leads with his heart. Yeah. So that I, is that, my summary. That's an excellent summary. That's very true. Yeah, I didn't know what we were going to get with this. They needed mm-hmm. to do a little more character development. So we got... We got like floor mopping janitor Finn, which yes. or FN twenty one eighty seven. Yes, 
um, which we've always wanted. Um, but like necessary, it turns out. I, I love this story. I really enjoyed this comic. It had actually a lot more comedy to it. I think, Yeah. I actually think they picked, I don't, I gotta look into, I know the name Tom Taylor and for the life of me can't figure Friendly out. Neighborhood Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. Thank um, you, Grant. Thank you, Grant. Which is not, I'll be honest, not my favorite ongoing comic series right now, but I think it makes sense for this because he is hitting on the comedy of today that right. is in today's Star Wars, right? right? He is writing a very 2019 right. when I think they write, they again, they chose someone who fits the voice of who they're writing. There's snark and there's irony in a he comic. He's a Spider-Man-ish character. Yeah, right? he definitely is. He's got, he's definitely got some Peter Plucky. Parker, Miles Morales in him, I yeah. think. Well, what's going to blow your mind is what Taylor does with the next issue in Captain Phasma. It, it, oh, that's right. I'm like, I'm like, are you, do you know him? Do you, are no, you talking? I forgot no, that Captain no, Phasma no. came out today and I haven't no, read Captain it No, Captain Phasma came out today. I read it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was incredible. I already think it's one of the best kind of age of comics right. I've read thus nice. far. And very different from this. So yeah, he nails the kind He's of- He's got uh, voice. Just yeah. like, uh, just like- um, Greg Pack. Yeah, just like Greg Pack and uh, Hauser before him. Yeah. So yeah. good. Uh, great dialogue in Phasma. But the great dialogue here too, and he really does capture that kind of youthful uh, character that Finn represents in the new, in the new trilogy. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things in here which I think is interesting. There's been a lot of debate about Finn and whether Finn is really just a janitor or what's his role. Right. Like, um, how do you go from janitor to stormtrooper and like and pretty quick? They did a pretty good job of this. Of like, clearly he is his main role as a janitor, but they conscript him whenever they need yep. bodies for something else. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, the other thing I'll say is in the short write up at the very beginning, where it's a summary. Hmm. Um, What they say is, uh, so they're talking about the First Order, and with an untold number of powerful weapons of war. Interesting sentence. Right. An unknown number of powerful weapons of war. We've seen pretty accurate. We've seen Starkiller Base. Seen the supremacy. We've seen the supremacy. We've seen the RAM made out of uh, old uh, Death Star tech. Right. We've seen the uh, Dreadnought. The Dreadnought. It seems to indicate that there might be another another weapon in Episode 9. Right. Who knows uh, what other horrors lie in wait. Yeah. I read that and went, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and in the, the Captain Phasma issue, it only raises more questions hmm. if we're going to go down this road oh. because they're they're fighting on planets in the unknown regions for Ooh. a specific purpose uh, to yeah. harvest. Teasing resources. the hell out of the Things next like week. Yeah, oh, this week's comics. Tune yeah, in yeah. for next week. Next Sky week. Crystal next, Comics. I tell, well honestly, I'm very excited to talk about the Captain Phasma issue. I think there's a lot more <laughs> to unpack under the helmet when it comes to Phasma and Woo-hoo! what's going on. Wow. All right. Nice. But, uh, All right. And, um, we might lose the helmet in the issue too, so Ooh. we actually see Phasma without her helmet on. I can't imagine. Really? So if I didn't tease it enough, I feel like that's you're fully teased at that Good point. Lord, but because um, that's like she hides the fact she's beautiful is like one of the like, like the most sentient points of of her novel. Yeah, that she has. Yeah, it's just like she doesn't want anyone to like see yeah. her and like. I know it's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, and um, yeah, definitely check out the next issue. Really, really good. Really different. So good to Tom Taylor's writing ability. I think he's he's very, very talented. They really picked out the three right yeah. people. It seems yeah. like so far to do yeah. these three. But, but like you, Adam, series. I did. I yeah, I, I, from his other stuff, I didn't. I haven't been collecting or anything like that. But I will collect all of these issues yeah. for sure. Um, I, but one discrepancy I found in this comic was that I didn't think Finn was so compassionate to wildlife and kind of. Uh, native fathers. life forms mm. until the last Jedi and until the pivotal moment upon which Rose kind of teaches him to 
to Should not been be more enamored by his surroundings and focus on the cruelty and things like that. You know, there's, <laughs> there's some, I didn't think that, yeah, in the Raptors and things like that, I didn't think he was so compassionate to... So the way I dealt with that is the end of my thing. Finn leads with his heart. Finn Mm. finds something Mm -hmm. and gloms onto it. And in this issue, it's the, to quote myself again, face eating purple bat porgs. And uh, (laughs) in Force Awakens, they are bat porgs. They are bat porgs. They're face eating bat porgs. They're face eating purple (laughs) bat porgs. Uh, really head eating <laughs> purple bat porgs. I did write I did write head eating first, but that sounded less funny than face eating. So I I edited myself <laughs> Sorry, for comedy sake. But thanks for ruining that. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. They are definitely head eating. They're like um, minox and porgs. Yeah, yeah I was, minox, I was gonna write a minox thing, but then I looked at them like, oh, those are porgs. With, Minar. Yeah. Minogs. Minogs. <laughs> Minogs. Minorgs. Sorry. Minorgs. <laughs> there are minorgs in this, and they should be named. <laughs> They're my nuts. Uh, really fun. Oh, there's uh, our E rating. Uh, so, um, yes. What I was going to say is I feel like he gloms on to whatever's in front of him and needs, he thinks needs help, right? So right. he gloms on to these things. He's in the wrong And then, position. yeah. And that's the thing. Like, he's just, he's a heartfelt he's dude. He's like the worst Nazi. He is. Yeah. He's a Nazi with a heart. <laughs> it's like the good German, but it's the worst Nazi. Yeah, yeah, the worst Nazi. Yeah. And then he sees... He sees Ray, right, in danger. The first time he sees him, there's this yeah. there's this woman being like, I gotta help bullied. Her. I have to help them. And that's so why he gloms on to her. And then he gloms on to Rose. Yeah. Right? Like I feel like this is the thing. And then finally by the end of the last Jedi, he realizes, like, oh, maybe I just need to help people instead of helping this individual person or right. individual yeah. thing. Maybe I should just be good. To me, that's his they talk a little bit different about his his evolution but my evolution is he learns that it's not the individual necessarily that i need right. to focus on but why this individual is being affected right it's it's a very 2019 message mm-hmm. yeah political like it's very important to help one person you should help a person if you see a person right. in need but why is that person in need and what can i do at a larger level to make sure that person is in mm-hmm. need as well like help at yeah. the individual but also at the macro level hmm well, that's interesting. Think globally, act locally. Sure, yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> what you mean. It's been said better. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. No, because this is a podcast, I'll just wholeheartedly disagree uh, with that point. In, the, in that, I'll say that uh, <laughs> Thank you, before Grant. the Force Awakens, I feel How like dare if, you, if you're quit. going to write Finn, I think yeah. you should focus on the the selfishness based on fear that we mm. see in the force awakens yeah right. i don't I get think that. i don't think he becomes as compassionate as he is in the last jedi and i guess towards the end of the force awakens until he kind of has All those right. awakening moments with ray and then rose i think those two characters really showed him a new path right to, to life but maybe this just shows that? that he's got a soft spot like somewhere under yeah. the armor he's like you know it's a foreshadowing element he's so a good person yeah. grant's arguing for character development i'm i'm arguing for non-character for development right so you should probably go with grant because that's definitely a more interesting take on it well it's not a, it's not a, it's on the selfishness and uh a kind of cowardice you know for his own sake if yeah it, i guess it is for his own sake but it's kind of an innate kind of uh uh i would say kind of a uh a, a youthful fear that it just kind of takes place naturally. It's not like something that's built up. All right, so I'm going to push back because yeah, it's a podcast. So um, here we go. I just love that this is going to be the end of it. Like we're going to be calling each other names and be like, but it's a podcast. <laughs> um, so like that license us to say anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's a podcast. Um, so Force Awakens, he ends up at Maz's, Maz's castle, decides to leave, right? He ends up being selfish. When does he, when does the selfishness stop? 
as soon as this is like when Anakin as Ray's in trouble. The second he sees Ray, the person he's glommed onto. Right. So that's oh, okay. my argument for all that. Right, is right. like that's why he's, he's not. Yeah. It doesn't actually change other than like, oh, this person that I think needs help needs help again. I'm going to keep helping her, as right. opposed to like I need to actually fight right. the thing they that's were, putting her in danger. She was safe. She was with Han Solo and Maskinada. They're in a good place. And yep. he's like, I, he's just like, I, I just can leave her. She's safe. Yeah. So it's empathy and compassion from the get go. I get it. I love it. I feel yeah, like it right, works. No, it's, it's equal, it's equal parts compassion like, I and love fear. It. No, yeah. No, I think it's a mixture of yeah, both of our I, ideas. Compassion here, and fear. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that, and in, which makes him a very unique yes, Star Wars fear. character. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's that's his thing. Like he's fearful. I mean, I was surprised how dim he sounded in a lot of this comic. Yeah. I always thought he was kind of a you know relatively smartish person, but now that I look at it in this context, I'm like, oh no, he's like. He's a pretty simple guy. He is. I mean, he's, granted, you you were raised by Nazis. Like, you're not going to be the brightest guy. That's the part he takes from Luke Skywalker in terms of Luke being raised right. as a farm boy, yeah. boy right? right? Like, that's the closest we get to a form, farm boy in yeah. the right. prequel trilogy is Finn. Because he's, he's seen nothing other than this life of just being raised right. as a Nazi. Which makes it, like, even crazier. Like, going back and thinking about Finn and Kylo Ren in a lightsaber battle. Yes. Seems insane. It's like, mm. how did he not die? It really does. Yeah. Well, well he did nearly die. He did. To be he fair. did nearly die. Yeah. Also, why'd he fight Kylo Ren? To protect you guys uh, Ray. Yeah. This is another speculation point I had a long time ago. Where wow. I was I'm, like, I'm really where I was like, Team Adam right now, though, for well, a change. <laughs> for a change? Oh, I felt so good. And then immediately horrible. No, no. I, I mean, actually, you had a roller coaster. You swayed me, too. You know, you swayed me. You, I love the idea that he gloms onto people because he does just that at the end of this issue with a kind of a, 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 a junk transporter. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Poe in The Force I mean, Awakens actually, and then, then Ray. Right, the I was calling Awakens him Dim, but like, that's actually quite clever. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He's looking for someone to save because he's really looking for someone to save, save him. him. And, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, that's, and that's he key. Kind of found someone too. There's a they introduced a new character and she's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like at this point in the story, I think he maybe he hasn't maybe he, there's no selfish desire to leave the first order yet. So I could be completely wrong yeah. in terms of him thinking selfishly. Yeah. I'll uh, be he honest. Has, he, has all that he has that when they tell him to execute a town. Execute a town, and it makes sense. Yeah, yes. right. so that's a that's yeah. a that's a, cl- a climactic moment in yeah. his arc. Yeah. So that makes that makes sense. So I'm actually going to jump back to your idea, Adam. I actually like that idea. I think that he was compassionate from the get go, and I think he is trying to glob onto people. And he gloms onto Poe. That's yeah. right. Yeah, right. Yeah. He saves Poe right away yeah, yeah. to help Poe save him. Then right. he thinks Poe's dead, find... and he's just wandering, and he finds the next thing to glom onto. He's trying to find is... the good people right. in a bad organization. Yeah. yeah, 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 and he finally finds them in the Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about? Yes. Let's talk about the the ending. Sure. Um, the last, uh, the last by Brian there. Young, kind of the, the 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 essay here that really brought some stuff that I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't I don't want to. You know, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Why don't you guys talk a little bit about it, and I'll jump in. Well, I love that there was kind of a um, they were kind of at a. a uh, writer's block with the Force Awakens script. When you say they, I mean the yeah, Larry, royal Larry Kasdan. The yeah. first name you see yeah. is George Lucas. George Lucas, yeah. Michael I thought Art. it was a typo. So they're like too. George Lucas didn't know what to do with Finn. Yeah. I was like, like, I'm sorry, what? George Lucas was aware of Finn and came right. up with Finn. Like it right. just, right. I reread that four times to make sure I was reading right. it right. But uh, you had you had the you know George Lucas, Michael Art, J.J. Abrams, Larry Kasdan, Larry all Kasdan. just utterly confused about what to do with this character. Right. Finally, Larry Kasdan hops out of his chair and says, "Let's make let's think bigger. Let's make him a stormtrooper." 
Yeah. And I think that was an, an ex-stormtrooper at that, someone yeah. who leaves the, the First Order, the next iteration of the Empire. Like, And so it was all Larry Kasdan to begin with is why we have this character the way he is, he being a stormtrooper, uh, being part of the First Order, and this this interesting new journey that we've never yeah. seen in a yeah. Star Wars film. Thanks, Larry. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, really great. The other, um, another big bomb in there that I loved was how they described um, Rose uh, Tico and uh, DJ yep. as sort of an angel and a devil on opposite uh, shoulders, which I never thought about before. No. But like, it, it makes a ton of sense. His, you know, Finn's problem is there's like, maybe I should just walk away from this whole conflict yeah. and just try and be a person and be safe, which is the DJ route, which is like, I don't know. There's a couple, bunch of people fighting, like yeah. whatever. Don't make join. Make money. Don't join. Yeah. Like well, just walk away. And Rose is like, you know, you need something to love and, you know, take care of. Yeah. And this is, you know, our, what kind of person are you going to be? And, um, and she was really the good side of that equation. Yeah. And, well, you know, every, every good story is really just a philosophical argument between two right. sides, right? And yeah. I feel like every character in The Last Jedi really does have two different arguments to look yeah. at and mm. and, and uh, help evaluate, you know, their own kind of choices in the story. So, yeah, I, I really it's think that's it's a great script. It's I mean, really I think that's a part I never really noticed before. I mean, Last Jedi is all about choice and failure. Yeah, it really is. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so Finn makes the correct, doesn't really make the correct choice, right? He does. Well, he does. No, because he was, was going to sacrifice himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. No one makes the right choice, though. No one makes, because I always thought, like, no one makes the right choice. Right. Like, Poe, you know, he has. Well, he eventually does, right? Because he decides to pull everyone away to save the resistance as opposed to just destroy this one weapon. Right. So he finally makes the right choice, which leads to failure, but not real failure, right? It's almost like inverted empire in that the. The right choices happen at the beginning of the movie in Empire, and the bad, yeah. the wrong choices happen at the end of the movie in Empire, and yeah. then the Last Jedi, the the wrong choices start at the beginning of the movie, and the good choices start at the end right. of the movie. They do love mirroring in this yeah. new age of yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, like a tone poem. Yeah. Well, I've always said the next iteration, any kind of Star Wars story is just going to invert what the last one did. You know sure. Right. I mean? Yeah. 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 Except they can't do that in nine. It's got to yeah. be something brand new. You got to, yeah, exactly. New and pull everything together. Good or, luck, JJ. Yeah, or it's got to have a lot of reverse Phantom Menace. All right, so good I'm on board. That. I'm on board for that. Do we get? Does that mean we get like a sweet uh... Jar Jar recap? I think so. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I, I was gonna say oh, a land speeder. Say like I was gonna say, oh, do we get a sweet oh, uh, speeder thing for like speeder 20 cheese. minutes in the middle of the film? I'd be cool. Yeah, with that. actually, we may have already Wait, seen it in the previews. In the, when does that happen in the Phantom Menace? Oh, the 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 pod uh, race. The pod race. Like, oh, do we get like a like? Okay, okay, can't do yeah, the pod right. race, but also we have seen him on like a we have seen them on skiffs in the episode nine trailer. Horse, no, the like last movie, that too. last movie can't do that fun chase in the middle. Of it. it has but, to do something. But we see different. it in the preview. We see them on a on a skiff being chased by um um oh, yeah. uh, troopers with uh, jetpacks. The last movie in a star in in a Star Wars trilogy is all out war. It, like we can't, we can't waste time on the. But events. so was episode six, and then we got a sweet land speeder chase in the woods of Endor. <laughs> That's right. right, we did. Yeah. That's right. It's gonna happen, guys. I mean, it's not a pod race, accept it. but I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for you guys to read the next issue. Honestly, we'll have so much to talk about with Phasma because it's again, it's about survival. All right. Uh, nice. Fear. She's... It's about. Yeah. Say what you will choices. about her arc in the movies. She's an amazing character. She's a really cool. Her character. novel's yeah. amazing. And yeah. 
Cool. I'm stoked on the next episode. That's dope. Yeah, we'll probably cover another at least four comics next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, next This week we have Phasma, and then we're going to get a few more coming in. Uh, I don't know what we have next week. We'll figure oh, it out. Are we going to get Holdo next week? Well, we get the special number one, but it doesn't have a date uh, on it, so I'm not sure if it's next week or the week after. They don't. Sometimes they take breaks on the age of stuff. So I don't want to. Snoke is last, right? Snoke is 100% last. <sighs> Are we Can't all wait. just waiting for the Snoke? Yes. Age of. And it's going to be pretty close to when episode nine comes out. No, we're only three. Uh, well, we're going to be in September. Like, it's going to be closer. So, no, we're not. That's we're gonna not. Be, we're, that's going to be we're, scrumptious. We, get, we have the seven, Mando just coming. We're seven episodes oh away. Oh, my God. So, it's going to be close seven to issues. Mando. Oh, my God. I keep forgetting that's Such happening. I, I keep, we have the Mandalorian. My mind is that, like, 168 days until the until the movie comes right, out. Right, but Mando is coming like, out sooner. Mando, we also probably get season two of Resistance starting, I think, in I October. already pre-ordered Jedi Outcast. Jedi Outcast oh, Jedi is Fallen coming out. Jedi Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. We have lots to talk about. I wish it was Jedi Academy too. too. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying <laughs> is by the time Rise of Skywalker comes out, I'm just going to be Star wars out and not care. Yeah, that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> no, we're gonna double down. Our recaps yeah. of Mandalorian are gonna be intense. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna just wait it. for we're it. three-hour episodes, fans. <laughs> oh, no. We'll probably have to do two, like a Mando. We might have to do. And then, like, yeah, we have to split it up. And and do, the reason to yeah. open up a Patreon, do some Mando coverage, and really go in depth. So, yeah, uh, I just heard the millions of voices cry out in terror. <laughs> we mentioned <laughs> partying off some of our stuff, but. Uh, it's coming, guys, at some point. So yeah, uh, yeah, we're also looking to do maybe some some uh, tabletop role play yeah. gaming. We yeah, yeah. we got uh, we a, got yeah, ideas, possibly we got a YouTube channel. Yeah. We're working at. If any of you know anything about animatronics, uh, please at us. Get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Ooh, goal we, we want to reach at some point. Yeah. It involves animatronics, robotics. It involves yeah. and maybe a villa in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Um, so any if you know anyone looking that. to join a cult. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs>